Welcome back to F3. I'm Craig Fuller here with Scott Lang, the CEO and Chairman of Turbo. Scott, how are you today? I'm great, Craig. How are you today? Uh, Scott, you came from our industry. You had a, a, a very successful exit. You took a company IPO, but you're not a legacy supply chain and freight executive. But you joined Turbo in late 2019. What drove that decision? The um, that's right. I was uh, I was available, and I was starting to look around at different opportunities after having sold my last company, and uh, starting to look at new opportunities, Craig. And met a number of the investors that had invested in Turbo, which I had known from my previous company that some of them had invest had invested in my previous company and um, loved the opportunity that Turbo presented to supply chain and logistics globally. It's a big industry. It's very fragmented. Felt like technology was just something that was uh, right to bring to to the specific challenges of supply chain and logistics. And Turbo was building something really cool and really unique and uh, decided to jump in and help them build this company. Scott, when you got the call to to get into the supply chain industry, what was your first reaction? Were you like, oh, this is incredible, this is cool? Or it was like, is this really needed? Is it really this uh, fragmented? What was your reaction? I think my reaction was that the more I learned about it, the real I realized just how large it was, how fragmented it was, and how, how customized different companies had around supply chain and logistics, and they had really put technology in place, kind of thinking like their own individual silo and breaking through that customization. Because I had seen that movie before in other industries, and I always felt like that would be one of the biggest challenges of getting standards and getting away from the customization so more and more companies could work. We say as a team sport that supply chain is really not a chain. It's really a team sport where multiple companies need to work together on the same playing field to drive efficiency across the supply chain and transparency across the the supply chain. And so that was the number one thing that really struck out at me of how the lack of that modernization had really had taken place. So Turbo is an orchestration platform bringing in a lot of uh, disparate uh, uh, stakeholders in a transaction, but also in a network. Talk a little bit about how Turbo is addressing that today. Well, Turbo is uh, cloud, native cloud technology built from the bottoms up and really allowing a, a modern way for companies to collaborate across the supply chain. So the way we use Slack today, the way we use search engines for Google, Turbo brings that indexing across orders, shipments, and inventory to allow multiple companies to work together on one workflow, on one open tab on the on the web. Instead of people doing their swivel chairs and logging into one company, cutting, pasting to another siloed system and Really, Turbo is breaking through that to allow multiple companies to work together seamlessly on one tab. So, Scott, brings in all of this disparate uh, data vendors across the landscape of freight and supply chain, which, as you mentioned, is very fragmented. You've got everything from homegrown systems that have grown up in these very large legacy operations. You have still people on pen and paper, believe it or not. I got to ask you, uh, 
was that shocking when you came into an industry where people are still operating with paper, pen and paper? I was I was blown away by the number of post-it notes and the number of screens and the number of phone calls and texts and emailing spreadsheets between companies were being used. And it was, it did blow me away. It reminded me, um, my last company, we digitized the electric meters around the electric grid. And before that, we had electric meter readers that would come to our house once a month and read our meter to do a consumption read. And then that would be based on the billing. It was very manual, uh, very, um, you know, pen, paper, visual inspection. And so when we brought electric meters online, real time, 24 by 7, and helped utilities cross a bridge they'd never crossed by having a live interaction with their point of sale device and you as their customer, it changed the game and drove a level of efficiency and coordination around the industry and allowed new players to come in. I saw that same dynamic and opportunity here at Turvo when I see the amount of manual effort and therefore the amount of inefficiency and the amount of inaccuracy and rework that needs to be done uh, was really to me the, the big idea and something that needed the industry desperately needed. And I feel like Turvo had a great solution for it. So you've got this layer, technology layer that's bringing it together. You saw this work in the power industry around the smart grid. Chattanooga, Tennessee is a smart grid city. It was one that was built out in 2010. So certainly benefited from what your organization and your industry helped create. I, I'm curious, as we think about supply chain, the difference between sort of the power industries and the utility industries is there's a large level of standardization. These are much more... Uh, sort of bigger conglomerates that run these big utilities. I imagine in logistics, it's quite different and quite fragmented. What is that? What is the delta of going from that industry to this one feel like? You're right. There is much more fragmentation. I see most companies have customized their supply chain and logistics software and solutions very unique to their own company. And they've built these uh, manual EDIs that are now becoming more and more APIs. And they have silos of information. And that has been a unique uh, opportunity for us to be able to present one pane of glass and one version of the truth of those disparate systems. So we sit above the OMSs, the WMSs, the inventory systems, and we provide all of that information in a very modern presentation um, that's easy to use, that's very intuitive for the user so they can see across all of those. So they, they may have multiple WMSs and it's hard for them to understand how much inventory they may have that includes the amount of inventory coming in on trucks and going out on trucks. We give them one holistic view of that through the work that we've done around integrations for those companies. And the interesting part of the business model at Turbo, Craig, that is what I, I think is very unique, is that when we sign up an enterprise customer, we make Turbo available to all of the companies they work with as a tenant. So then they are also collaborating on the Turbo software platform with their enterprise customer on one open tab. And, um, and then as those customers love it, they start to say, we would like to also be a license 
of Turvo, and then they became a customer and they open it up to their customers. And uh, that's what we've really tried to, to do to allow multiple companies to work together seamlessly on one pane of glass, one set of information, and be able to integrate one workflow in context for all of the companies that need to work together. So essentially, it's product-like growth where the product itself is driving a lot of the new customer acquisition. Is that the best way to think of it? That's right. So, so if I'm a um, if I'm a shipper and I need cover on a load that needs to go from point X to point Y, I can look in my own carrier network, or I can also publish that to a database of other carriers, and they can make an offer. And it's almost like a LinkedIn model. They'll get that, they can accept it, and they immediately become collaboration on Turvo, whether they were a Turvo license or prior tenant or not. So Scott, when you think about what's happening right now around supply chains and just the level of attention, uh, whether it's investor interest or just consumer and everyday interest, you've seen it really, if you think about the fact that you came here in late 19, uh, you know, it hasn't always been this way. There's been before uh, 19, there was a lot of cynical uh, people about even the investment of freight tech and supply chain technology. What is it you're seeing right now? What are you experiencing in the industry as you sort of talk to investors and you talk to customers? What What is, what is it you're hearing? It's a great question. I presented at the CSCMP conference in Atlanta a few weeks ago. And leading up to the conference, we did a survey to all the people. There was about 2,000 organizations, I think, that were participating in some way, either via Zoom or at the conference itself. And we asked them their number one thing they're on their mind and number one investment criteria that they thought was critical to their organization going forward, collaboration and transparency and visibility was the number one thing. And I think what drives that is that 70% of the participants in any one company's supply chain are outside of their company. 10 years ago, it was less than half were outside of the organization. But now as supply chain gets much more uh, broader, much more global, many more companies participating in the movement and goods that are specialized, you've got that percentage of participants that are outside of your four walls are, is continuing to go up. And so we see that as a, as a huge opportunity. So we are taking the, the visibility, the transparency, the swivel chairs, and blowing all that up and says companies need to collaborate real time together in context with a modern touch and feel that they can drive efficiency and drive improvements. So where, where is the, in terms of the implement turbo, it's integrated into their workflow, their uh, people have expectations, the, the data is all there. Where, where, what is the return on investment? Where does that come in? Where is it the orchestration? Is it the not needing as many people? Where do you see the biggest sort of leaps in terms of returns? It's, um, there has been a lot of our customers that have driven much more efficiency and they've had to hire slower. And it is it, it eliminates I, I've always thought that the that the killer app and supply chain for many companies was people putting more people in seats. 
And this allows the killer app of supply chain to be collaboration and software and using it smartly. So one has been uh, driving more efficient use of their operating expenditures and their people investment. The other one has been to drive top line results. Because it's a customer experience platform, every one of our customers talk over and over again about the improvement ratings they have with their customers because we're allowing their customers to be more involved, more visible, more transparent, and collaborating with their supply chain vendors that it actually drives a better customer experience and their share of wallet is going up. So we have customers that are that are growing like crazy on the top line and being more efficient at the same time. And they are including a broader ecosystem of companies that they work with. There, there used to be a mindset in the, you know, in almost any industry that um, if I can build technology really good enough and keep it just secret to my customers, I'm going to lock my customers in. In my opinion, that's old thinking. And I, I am starting to see this industry is welcoming standardized software that allows their market to be bigger and compete with excellence in customer service and a customer experience of real-time information. I mean, we look at like Amazon is a great example, right? They put, them, they put themselves out there on the internet. Everybody can see the technology they're using. There's no secret code. They're using standards. They're using IP. They're using indexing. They're dealing with a lot of different companies. But because they made their pond much, much bigger and they're competing based on customer excellence, I ordered something from Amazon yesterday. It showed up yesterday and I was, tra- I was being told the status of it throughout the day. They've set the new bar for how every company in the supply chain needs to meet because that's our new customer expectation. So when I look at, when I hear my customers talk about their success stories, it's more efficiency, it's bigger type, tap, uh, bigger top line, and it's also I'm selling to and involved with a much bigger network than my customized software that's deeply integrated and customized for just my organization. It's interesting because we, we have a lot of conversation about growth and how important it is for any business. And certainly, uh, if you look at valuations of companies We've seen a couple of transac- big transactions this year in freight tech. Some of them were uh, sort of newer vintage 2015 and beyond, like Molo uh, that just recently sold. Chop Tank was a non-vintage sort of venture uh, vintage company. Transplace wasn't either. But there seemed to be a, a significant delta in valuation that uh, is driven by growth. And what you're talking about is this orchestration business brings the ability for companies to grow faster, but also add new product lines. I mean, one of the biggest things of working in freight is that there's a lot of opportunity, but one of the challenges is that there's all these niches that require a lot of infrastructure to go out and execute them. Are you seeing customers use the technology to add new product lines or new types of modes of freight or projects that they're taking on that perhaps before was too daunting? I am seeing customers expand, like, for example, Last Mile is becoming a really hot topic by companies that were doing maybe three PLs that had never really gone to the last mile. And I'm seeing 
that expansion, I'm seeing 3PLs going to more freight and brokerages, brokerage kind of business, leveraging their data and their networks that they are involved with. And so I do believe that technology can be an enabler to give companies agility to respond to market demands. I mean, we look at 2020, the year of COVID, in-store sales versus online delivery flipped the other direction just in 2020 overnight. The winners are the companies that had agility with their technology that they could respond to the online versus brick and mortar in stores. We have some customers that were doing 70% of their business in store that by the end of 2020, they were doing 70% online and only 30% in store. And I think with that as a real-time example that is not too far behind us, has created some deep infrastructural changes and the word agility has become top of mind, I think, for companies that are really trying to put the right kind of foundation in place, the right kind of technology in place. You know, Craig, I shared with you, I'm a fourth generation farmer. For us, foundations meant everything. And in farming, the corner post was the most important part of the fence. In technology, the most important part of technology is the foundation, i.e. the architecture technology is built on. Does it give you that kind of future agility to grow and expand your offerings to allow virtual companies to come together real time that may not have otherwise partnered together to perform your supply chain for your customers. And that infrastructure investment is what got me so excited about Turvo is the devils in the details of providing that so that it can offer your customers that level of agility. Yeah, I, I, I completely agree with that. I think foundational, whether it's, and technology is, is enabling companies to build better and uh, more redundant policies and procedures and consistency across their, their platforms that humans, unfortunately, are not able to, to replicate um, and enables you to have certain levels of scale. I got to ask, Scott, coming from sort of valuations that you're seeing in the market, talking to investors, are you seeing upward pressure in interest around supply chain technology as you talk to the venture community? Absolutely. Um, we have a number, we've been blessed with a number of terrific investors at Turvo. And I have several calls every single day. And I'm, you know, at least two or three new incoming investors per day that are very well known, very savvy, love to invest in growth. There's a lot of dry powder out there in the marketplace for companies to invest and for private equity to invest, venture to invest. Um, and technology and supply chain is one of the places that I think they all want to double down. Because while we're starting to make some really interesting changes and improvements in supply chain, there is so far we can go that's still left in front of us. And so the, the best years, I think, are ahead of this industry. And I think that uh, the, the kind of companies that you mentioned other companies that are doing a phenomenal job. I mean, there's a lot of really cool startups that have been out there bringing new ideas, new technology, driving efficiency. All of that is good for the industry. It's all good for us at Turvo. It's good for our customers to provide that agility that as those companies evolve, 
we ought to give them a way to plug in and bring that service to our customers as well, not get so customized where they've got to do a rip and replace when the next cool software thing comes along. So when you have that as a basis starting point, it attracts a lot of dollars that are coming in to this industry. Um, You're talking about an ecosystem of in the cloud of data flowing back and forth. Is that ultimately where you guys hope to to build that for the industry? It is. It is. And I think we're on to a really good start. I believe we have the first true indexed supply chain logistics platform that's built for multiple companies on one tab. And what I mean by that, we started off, we talked a little bit about the post-it notes and the manual effort that's required. We index everything that when, when it gets entered into Turbo. So if somebody, and there's this global search bar on our windows at Turbo. So whether you're a carrier or a 3PL or a shipper or a carrier itself, um, you can actually go on the global search bar and say, gosh, there's a shipment. I remember, I think it was going from Chattanooga and you just type Chattanooga or you might remember the driver's name was Luke or you might remember the cargo was going to be chicken nuggets and you just start typing and it's intuitive and it starts filling it in and immediately finds it for you, visibly showing what other companies are involved with that. If it's a shipper, you can see the entire inventory in your warehouse and what's out there on the trucks coming in and going out. And so that level of indexing is really, really unique. And um, so yes, between the data architecture the ability to tap into multiple technologies and multiple systems and present that data in one process for all of the people involved in that workflow is where we are and where we're continuing to drive more and more innovation. Yeah, it's an exciting time, Scott. You, you mentioned uh, that we're really at the start of all this. That's the thing that's very exciting. I think a lot of people that have been in the industry for many years sort of look at this a little more cynically and say, hey, this feels like we're, this is a bubble. It's going to pop. I don't believe that at all. I think we're just getting started. And the technology that's going to transform the industry is going to be profound. And it's just really, really, uh, we're at that point where this is about to take off. I totally agree with you. I think it's, for me, it's exciting to come in. And then the two years since uh, I've been with the team at Turvo, I've gotten to meet some amazing companies and everybody wants to drive efficiency, build a better customer experience. For our company, our growth has never been better. We had a very good 2020. Um, we just blew it out in 2020. Uh, we've had another year of doubling down on customers, top line across the board in 2021. And we expect the same thing to happen again in 2022. That's been driven by two things, Craig. It's been driven by new logos, new companies that want to be part of this ecosystem and this movement of collaboration. But it's also been driven by our existing customers. Our existing customers' top line grew over 30% last year. And we, if they're successful, we're successful. And that's kind of our mantra going in as being a good technology partner to our customers. And much of our growth is starting to come from that ecosystem and network of the number. We have 10 times the number of customers we had just two years ago as we're coming out of 2021. And it's really um, rewarding 
to see our customers doing so well. As an entrepreneur and as a startup, and really at the end of the day, what you try to do is give something that if you're adding value and your customers are successful in making more money with your platform, that's the that's the home run. And that's what we're really trying to do here at Turbo. I think every SaaS investor's dream is new customer acquisition with expansion. Sounds like you guys have found it, Scott. Really appreciate your time today. You're very welcome. Thank you for your time, Craig, and all that you do at Freight Waves. Well, thank you, uh, Scott, for coming and talking to the folks here at F3. We've got an exciting lineup that's going to continue for the next couple of days, so stay tuned. We're also going to be diving into uh, what the future of supply chain looks like in person. Yes, we're getting back in person. We wanted to do it this time. We couldn't do it. But we'll be getting back in person this spring in Northwest Arkansas to talk about what the future of supply chain looks like. It will be a festival bringing in top leaders from across all technologies and people that are influenced and influence the global supply chain. So don't miss that. More details to come.